0: radio you're listening to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're coming to you live from the Central Texas headquarters here of Infowars. Very glad that you're with us. A lot of COVID news today over the weekend. We're going to talk about the anti-Semitic Day of Hate. That wasn't, that didn't exist and was never going to. We're going to talk about the Ukraine war and, of course, a lot of other stuff as well and uh guests in the third hour your calls throughout the show but first i want to begin with the latest from greg reese a lot of uh a lot of confirmations of some wily conspiracy theories when it comes to COVID 19 here's uh greg reese's report on the cdc confirming the majority of fatal COVID vaccines were sent to red states <laughs>
2: Last year we published a report entitled Evidence That U.S. Government Targeted Red States With Deadly Batch of Vaccine, a story that most outlets ignored. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included. The very same lots found to be highly toxic in of Cooper's database this mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations such as red states analysis of the number of dying per one hundred thousand vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states second smartest guy in the world on substack also reported on it and has recently published an update writing that now we have a more robust and far more damning view of this carefully distributed depopulation scheme. Back in Ohio of 2021, the expose publishes a report on data found in the USA's VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which reveals that 100% of COVID-19 vaccine deaths had been caused by just 5% of the batches. Batches that can be identified. And these deadly batches were not distributed evenly. The top eight states with the highest vaccination death rate, Kentucky, Arkansas, West Virginia, Montana, Alaska, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Tennessee, are all red states. 19 of the top 24 on the list are red states and California has been the least affected by the deadly lots of COVID vaccine. The numbers show that Kentucky has a 1,900% worse vaccination death rate than California, suggesting that Kentucky received 20 times the amount of deadly batches than California did. Florida, number 20 on the list of most vaccine deaths per vaccination, received three times the amount of deadly batches than California with its vaccination death rate at 200% higher than California's. The author points out that these deadly batches would be better classified as rapid kill lots and slow kill lots as we are now seeing more evidence that they kill over time. And the evidence shows that red states were targeted with the rapid kill shots. This would go along with the United Nations Agenda 2030 plan, which seeks to move the entire population into crowded cities and federalize all of flyover country in the name of climate change. They have less than seven years to accomplish this, and they are deadly serious about it. The U.S. government is in lockstep with the United Nations, and they will resort to murder and democide to accomplish their goals of total control. Many are suggesting that this is what is happening in East Palestine, Ohio, right now. The people of America are under attack by their own government, who is never going to quit until they accomplish their goals or unless they are stopped. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
1: Find and share that video on band.video CDC confirms majority of fatal COVID vaccines were knowingly sent to the red states. We'll be right back.
0: It's Monday, February 27th, year of our Lord, 2023. And... You're listening to The American Journal with your host Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. All right, for good
1: morning ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Lots lot to discuss today. The war in Ukraine will probably be our primary topic. We've a lot of other stuff to discuss as well, including pretty mind-blowing COVID revelations. Mind-blowing if uh you didn't know this three years ago at this point yeah we'll get into all of it we'll take your phone calls we'll be joined by Larry Claman in the third hour and yeah lots lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about uh first obviously the biggest story on everybody's mind your boy got retweeted by the president of El Salvador I know. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, please stop. Uh, actually, yeah, a really kind of cool thing. The president of El Salvador retweeted a clip uh, of this very show, The American Journal. As you may know, a uh, major anti-crime uh, policy has had significant success in El Salvador, and we covered that back in December, a new video broke on twitter this weekend went absolutely viral of all of the gangbangers being marched around like bugs and living in a giant uh, bug colony where they belong and this has caused a lot of uh, interesting conversation so i thought i'd reach back into the archives and grab one of our old shows and uh post the video and uh now uh, Nayib bukele himself the president of el salvador is, is a fan apparently. I'm, I'll say we're friends. I think we're friends now. I think that's how that works. My friend, the president of El Salvador, uh, very exciting stuff though. Uh, pretty cool to see. Hopefully something can come of this, but just so you know, it is InfoWars tomorrow's news today, F- news today for three months from now, next year's news today, whatever you want to say. The point is, once again, we are ahead of the curve. We like it that way. So we'll get into that a little bit as well, talk about exactly what the video shows and uh, how we feel about it. We'll take your calls about that as well. We'll take your calls about all uh, all these stories throughout the show, but let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, folks, here it is, your Daily Dispatch for – Monday, the 27th of February, 2023. <sighs> you knew it was coming, folks. Energy department concludes COVID's most, COVID most likely leaked from Wuhan virus lab. Co- COVID did leak from Wuhan virus lab, the energy department concludes. Bombshell new intelligence dismisses, dismisses animal origin theory and says virus escaped was likely accidental. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but probably not actually, though. Actually, if you want the real story, it was released on purpose, just like it was developed on purpose. And the very same people that funded and created and then released the virus were the very same ones who managed the response and locked everybody down, used COVID as an excuse to destroy the world's economy and force you to do nothing without their explicit permission it was a power grab it was all on purpose and maybe we'll get to that revelation eventually but it's nice to see the rest of uh, mainstream media take these little baby steps towards the truth three years after it mattered energy department concluded this based on new intelligence that it leaked from a lab the department said it had low confidence in its assertion It has scientific expertise and carries out advanced biological research. The new conclusion was issued in an update to a 2021 document prepared by the Director of National Intelligence and was recently provided to White House lawmakers, the Wall Street Journal reported on Sunday. The Energy Department has now therefore joined the FBI in saying that the virus likely spread from a lab in Wuhan. However, four other agencies are still said to favor the natural spillover theory that the virus escaped via an animal at a nearby meat market. Two agencies, one of which is the CIA, are yet to declare a definitive definitive position of course there's plenty of evidence that it came from the Wuhan lab there's not any evidence that it was a natural spillover event that evidence doesn't exist and they don't say that exists what they say is that they favor that theory they favor it of course they do of course they favor that theory because the reality is that they got caught and they favor not getting caught we'll get more into that a little bit later Uh, Meanwhile, there's this group accuses Biden of using executive order to target whites and Asians with more IRS audits. The IRS is developing a new Biden backed algorithm that'll see more white and Asian people targeted for tax audits to boost racial equity. America First Legal Foundation filed a Freedom of Information Act request for internal treasury department communications. It claims that an executive order signed by President Biden last week encourages the IRS to alter its algorithms to audit more white and Asian taxpayers. The algorithm the IRS uses was found to target black households and businesses more than non-black households and businesses. Again, we've covered this just very extensively on this show. But you know, here you can see it actually being put into place. And of course, we covered the overall executive order that is that was issued demanding that every single branch of the government be using racist algorithms to target white and Asian people for all sorts of nefarious purposes. This one in particular is, uh, yeah, the IRS, it's altering its uh, algorithm. So the algorithm wasn't racist before, obviously, they didn't put in part of the algorithm that Weighted it heavily against Black and Hispanic people. Uh, they just put in, you know, the facts and figures and numbers, regardless of race. And what it came out with was that Black and Hispanic people should be audited. So now, to correct the perceived racism that didn't exist, they're implementing actual racism that does. So, again, we got to we got to do something to stop this. <laughs> we can't be algorithmically targeted by our government for punishment. Based on our race, is this is this a controversial stance to take? Maybe it is. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Of course, the war in Ukraine is another major topic of discussion today. With Hungary demanding that the UN investigate the scandalous attacks on the Nord Stream pipelines, Hungary has called for a U.S. Invest, a UN investigation into the scandalous attack on the Nord Stream pipeline, which journalist Seymour Hirsch asserted were destroyed by the United States. But as you know. Uh, we live in a, uh, a global and international rules-based system, uh, which means that the U.S. is never going to allow the U.N. to investigate its wrongdoings. It means the, UN, the U.S. gets to do whatever the hell we want regardless of the law, but if anybody else crosses the law in even a petty or unimportant way, uh, we'll use that as an excuse to cause regime change in their country. That's the international rule of law. Uh, The attack on the Nord Stream pipeline left Germany and other European countries dependent on U.S. energy, prompting them to support escalation of the war in Ukraine. Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist Hirsch published an article earlier this month in which he asserted that the pipelines were destroyed by the U.S. as part of a covert operation. Of course, we cover that extensively, and the reaction from Europe has been sort of schizophrenic in a lot of ways. We've got some people... You know, obviously knowing it was the U.S., but not willing to say it and being willing to cover up the attack for their own political designs, while others are pointing out that how can they be our allies? How can America be allied to Germany when America is attacking Germany? It makes no sense. Again, we, we will get into that later. We'll get into this, too. Papers canceled Dilbert after Scott Adams tells whites to, quote, stay away from blacks. And we will cover this. This really broke last week, uh, but the canceling of uh, Dilbert just happened over the weekend. Hundreds of newspapers will no longer carry the long-running Dilbert office cartoon after creator Scott Adams said white people should stay the blank away from blacks. A uh, demographic he called an hate group while he was responding to a poll in Rasmussen with about half of black respondents saying uh, they weren't sure or they didn't think uh, at all that – white that it was okay to be white the question was is it okay to be white or would you agree with the statement it's okay to be white and you had half of the black uh, respondents saying no so we'll break that down for you a little bit later finally uh, we have this neo-nazi groups organizing anti-semitic national day of hate police warn oh, we'll get into this we'll get very into the national day of hate it's a it's a really astonishing advancement in Uh, false flag psyop techniques an event that never existed was never going to exist was then defeated and everybody celebrated the defeat of the thing that was never going to happen in the first place it's really bizarre we'll get into the whole timeline how this came about and how it was used to advance certain agendas
3: there is a war for the future happening right now there is a war that will control my destiny your destiny our children's destinies. And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication. It takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to InfoWarStore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time infowarstore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World. Ultimate Bone Broth, Back in Stock, Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. It's all available at InfoWarStore.com, some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at Infowarstore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to Infowarstore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So, again, please take action. Go to InfoWarStore.com today, and I thank you. I've got some good news. Our high quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the info war. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence... Actually, went to Infowarstore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the Info war, and help us defeat the new world together. Infowarstore.com
0: listening to the American journal watch it live right now at band.video
1: all right folks welcome back uh, welcome back we have a lot of well, a lot of everything to talk about but first let's start on some positive developments. That is the resistance to the war in Ukraine. Over the weekend, there were massive demonstrations all across Europe opposing the war in Ukraine, opposing the escalation that is continually taking place there. It's been, of course, one year since the invasion began. And we're seeing more and more people, you know, stand up against what's going on here. Which is a wonderful thing to see. We can go to clip number four. We can actually play a bunch of these as uh, just B-roll here. Clip number four, fantastic turnout at the Peace Now protest in London, calling to stop the war in Ukraine. You can see just massive crowds marching marching to Tra- uh, Trafalgar Square. We can go to clip number 10 here as well, where they say they're on their way to Trafalgar Square to demand peace now in Ukraine. And clip 16 is another... Uh, just massive crowd shot where you can say just how many – you can see just how many people are standing up against the greater involvement of NATO or any European countries in the war in Ukraine. This was just the protest in uh, London. There was also one in Germany as well. Clip number nine, no more wars, no more NATO. Okay, I'm sorry. This was a, a speech. I actually want to go to that speech in just a second. Uh 11, yeah, pitch, uh, pissed off Germans tearing down and stomping on the Ukrainian flag outside of the Russian embassy in Berlin. There's actually tanks, Russian tanks there in Berlin on display from the uh, Second World War. And they were using that as a uh, symbol to say, what are we getting involved in here? Last time something like this happened, Russian tanks rolled into Berlin. They've been there ever since. Is that really the type of conflict we want to get into again? And once again, you have to ask the question, over what? For what? Why? Why is any of this happening? It's totally absurd. It's you know sort of uh, annoying that, once again, we get sort of shown up by the Europeans. Of course, there was the massive Rage Against the War Machine rally that was held in uh, D.C. last weekend, weekend before last, but – We're seeing uh, much, much more strident, much larger protests in the European countries, which makes sense. I mean, they're right there. They're the ones that would be first on the chopping block if this were to spiral out into a wider NATO war. But again, we want to highlight activists doing what it's every American's right to do, question their representatives as to the usefulness, the purpose of the Endless amounts of money being sent to Ukraine. Nancy Pelosi was heckled over the weekend. Uh, We can uh, show you that video now. Here's uh, clip number seven. Nancy Pelosi heckled in San Francisco, which I don't – heckled isn't the right word. So that sounds petulant. Sounds childish. Uh, This was a guy very respectfully and decently asking Nancy Pelosi, really demanding that she – Justify the hundreds of billions of dollars being spent in Ukraine while San Francisco still a utter hellhole. Let's watch.
3: Let me just get you to Nancy, you tell ahead. us why we have all the 150 billion fifty going to Ukraine. And we have homeless on the streets in Thank your own you. city. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy, can I, can I get you. some stock trading Thank tips you. on how to get Thank semiconductors you. in Thank Taiwan? You. Thank you. I, Thank you. Nancy, Nancy, why do we. Thank is you, your son involved with Hunter Biden? <laughs>
1: It's like, uh, can you explain why we're spending $150 billion on Ukraine? We have homeless here? Is everybody around? Like, okay, all right, buddy, all right. That's enough of that. No questioning war around here. We don't have to justify our reasons for this stuff. We're just doing it, you know, to save democracy. Sure, all the people might be against it, but for the sake of democracy, we're going to do it anyway. Again, the watchword of the New World Order is whether you like it or not also a video this weekend of uh, Zelensky berating and threatening, essentially, unsupportive Americans for his endless gravy train. Just again, how dare you suggest that this war have some sort of purpose or end point or reason for existing this horrific Orgy of murder. We can go to that now. Let's go to clip number 19. Zelensky says it's dangerous for Americans to question the amount of aid giving to Ukraine. Very dangerous. So for your sake, he cares about you. So he doesn't want you asking these sorts of questions. Let's watch.
4: And uh, uh, I'm actually very happy that we have bipartisan support, but uh, we keep hearing those messages from time to time, and they're dangerous. Uh, There are political leaders that are elected by people, and if this issue is raised, uh, those political leaders need to be responsible and cautious because people are looking at them. Who wants the Third World War? Would anyone uh, risk? Would anyone be willing to accept that risk? The U.S. is never going to give up on the NATO member states. If it happens so that Ukraine, due to various opinions and weakening and depleting of assistance, uh, uh, loses, Russia is going to enter. Baltic states, NATO member states, and then the U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight because it's a uh, NATO that we're talking about, and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing.
1: Yeah, we have to fight them over here, so we don't have to fight them over. Or we have to fight them over there because we have don't don't want to fight them over here. It's um, just what? What is he talking about? They'll never give up on making Ukraine a NATO state. Okay, why? Why not? That's a very simple concession to make. You've never been a part of NATO. Been fine uh, up till now. It's only when you started to agitate to become a part of NATO that Russia actually took action. After country after country after country has joined NATO. Uh, long after NATO has served any functional purpose. Representative Biggs said on Twitter, we don't need Zelensky lecturing Americans on what to think and do. We have absolutely every right to question and end all aid to Ukraine. But uh, Zelensky says it's uh, dangerous because if Ukraine loses, Russia is going to enter the Baltic states, NATO member states. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters to war, and they will be dying. We have to go to war now or else we'll have to go to war. If we don't support war – you know what's going to happen? We're going to have to go to war. Or we can just end the war. Or we can stop sending the weapons, stop funding the entire state of Ukraine with our tax dollars, actually focus on ourselves and just not have a war. We can just not we can just not go to war. We can just do that anytime. At any point we could make that decision. We just don't. Although bizarrely, there's this story as well. Zelensky open to China's peace proposal, wants to meet Xi Jinping to discuss. So that's nice. That's nice. We'll just we'll just spend $150 billion, and the Ukraine will scurry over to China uh, with open arms. Isn't that nice? Isn't that, isn't that interesting? This is uh, despite the 12-point Chinese proposal taking a clear anti-Western position, giving it condemned NATO expansion while also calling on the relevant countries to stop abusing unilateral sanctions and do their share in the de-escalation of Ukraine crisis. Once again, the leadership of America gets us into a quagmire. With no benefit whatsoever. And our geopolitical enemies uh, benefit in a million
3: different ways. Thanks, guys. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to Infoworkstore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the info war. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think of what would happen. If those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products, I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects. So you reorder and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality, full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product. On the InfoWar and help us defeat the ruler together. Infowarstore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
0: Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands, you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
1: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Again, just so much to talk about here. We could spend the whole uh, show just on war in Ukraine, some of the new developments there. Really spend the whole show on any one of these topics, but uh, we'll move on to what's happening with COVID 19 as it continues to be a thing. Energy Department concludes COVID most likely leaked from Wuhan Virus Lab. Covered this a little in the Daily Dispatch, but. In case you missed it, COVID did leak from a Wuhan virus lab. The Energy Department concludes Bombshell New Intelligence dismisses animal origin theory and says virus escape was likely accidental. I'll remind you again, it wasn't. It wasn't accidental. It was on purpose. It was all part of a much uh, larger, broader plan. And, of course, the implications of this are really incredible. Obviously, you've got to take this whole thing into account see it all holistically and understand that the same people that created the virus itself, allowed the virus to be released, then prevented any, well, any preventative measures taken against the spread of the disease by calling any action that President Trump or anybody else wanted to take racist against Chinese people, (laughs) which is insane. But that's what happened. And this is just the latest in. The monumental list of revelations made, even in just the last few weeks. I mean, we have the mainstream media admitting that vast uh, that masks never worked. Right headline out of uh, I think it was New York Times, maybe Washington Post, one of them. Right, like uh, so, it turns out masks were totally ineffective. What now? You know, they they didn't make any difference. Well, they they made a difference. They uh, destroyed a lot of brain cells. They Punished a lot of people who'd done nothing wrong. They were forced on children in a form of getting them used to you know, being unwillingly muzzled by their government. I mean, it, there's a lot. Yeah, mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? <laughs> I don't need to learn a lesson. Oh, Are we going to teach a lesson to the people that did this to us? I think that should really be how it's phrased. Since we've known this the whole time. And of course, we knew all of this the whole time. I even saw somebody who's you know really good on a lot of this stuff, Stu Peters. You know, he was really ahead of the curve on a lot of it. He tweeted out, like, we've known about the lab leak theory since April of 2020. Okay, well, InfoWars, we made videos in January of 2020 talking about how it came from a lab. So... Even the people that are like ahead of the curve on this by three years, still behind the curve when it comes to Infowars, because all of this has been obvious from the very beginning. If you just paid attention, the Energy Department's change of tune is important because of the because the agency is known for its expertise in, uh, and oversees various U.S. laboratories, some of which carry out biological research. So, Again, this is not just like, oh yeah, it turns out it came from a lab. Yeah, well, huh? Yeah, who knew? Right? Fauci's trying to handle it this way, right? He's like, I'm open-minded on anything. I'm open-minded about it coming from anywhere. It's like, oh, you're open-minded about you being the one that caused it? Are you really? You're open-minded about that? You're open-minded about the funding that you directed to this, going directly towards the creation of the disease that you then used to, A, enrich yourself, B, force vaccines on the entire population, C, force lockdowns and masks and social distancing, on an unwilling population, crashing the world economy and pushing us ever closer to the digital panopticon of digital IDs and vaccine passports and QR code biometric financial restrictions. I mean, you're open-minded about that? Great. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. I, I, I have a I have a way that we should treat these people. I have, a, I have a solution to all of this, and we'll look at that later when we talk about the... Um, new max security prison in el salvador yeah i think these people should be treated like the criminals they are and the crimes that they committed the pain and suffering that they've caused there's another thing that's been going a little bit viral on twitter it's doctors mocking the idea of lockdown going oh you had to order in for three months Boo hoo. it's just like so just think about you know the way these people act the way these people are treating the situation when Uncounted number of people had to uh, watch their loved ones die through a plexiglass window who were prevented from holding their wife or, or husband's hand as they expired because of these restrictions who made the, some people's last year of life, some people's last year of childhood uh, or first year of childhood utterly and completely miserable off of a disease that they created – Imposing restrictions and policies that they designed, all of which were totally ineffective, pointless, nonsensical, and hugely damaging. Almost impossible. I mean, and again, we'll, we'll get into the the El Salvador people, but you know, you you chop up one person with a machete. I mean, that's bad. That's real bad. You deserve to go to, to jail for life. When you destroy the lives of millions and completely reorganized the entire international structure to be one of total control, and domination. I think that's even worse. I think that's worse. I think I would rather have an MS-13 gangbanger as head of our you know, national health than uh, Anthony Fauci. You can only do so much damage as a single person. You put that person at the head of a bureaucracy and then have the media ban or you know, the media give them all of the ammunition they need while big tech bans anybody who dissents from them. And you have mass murder on a scale that it's hard to even conceive. I was talking to my dad about this this weekend and I think he made a good point. He was likening it to the emperor's new clothes. That in the story of emperor's new clothes, everybody knew the emperor was naked. Everybody could see it. It was only when the little kid, laughed at it and pointed it out that everybody else felt it was okay and safe to admit that they knew it too. And there's a certain level of critical mass that's being reached right now that people are finally willing and you know, feel safe enough to simply talk about what we all know to be true. The emperor has no clothes. COVID was a man-made disaster, and its response was tailor-made not to defeat any virus but to utilize the virus that they created to enslave humanity. An evidence of this is uh, Woody Harrelson hosted Saturday Night Live and used his opening monologue to criticize Big Farmer's response to COVID-19. We'll watch that now in a comment, it, uh, comment on it on the other side, clip 18. Here's Woody Harrelson with his Saturday Night Live monologue.
0: Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Mm. Yeah, not
1: a lot of not a lot of big laughs from the SNL audience, who, I remind you, are still required to get a vaccine if they want to... Uh, Sit and watch the show, but it is it is coming out now. I mean, people are admitting it. People are are saying it's true. uh I don't think there's any statute of limitations on uh, crimes against humanity. So there's no no necessary rush here. But we got to keep this energy going. Got to keep this. Uh, got to keep our foot on the on the gas pedal here as the revelations keep coming. And the people that did all of this to all of us want to just roll their eyes and say, well, we were working with the best information we had, which is why you need something like Infowars here to be the counterpoint, to be able to point back to and go, how did we know? How did we know way back then? They want everybody to leave. That We're all just coming to this conclusion right now that just now, three years after the case, we – finally gotten down and oh it looks like it is a lab not oh, gee it looks like the masks uh, were completely ineffective and gosh looks like the vaccine uh, makes you more likely to get the va- the disease in the first place gee we're all just learning this no we knew it the entire time and we have the evidence because we have Infowars, because we have our backlog of our uh, and our archive of shows and stories where we knew all of this very early on how did we know and they didn't well, that's not the case. They knew also they were just lying to you. They were using this as an excuse to enslave you, as a way to make you so fearful that you didn't notice when they put the shackles on you. So luckily they missed us. You know,
3: We didn't fall for it, but a lot of people did. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, we'll keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's real red pill plus or our super high quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric 95% humanoid strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsTore.com and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air. InfoWarsTore.com.
0: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: All right. everything's, uh, Everything's coming out, folks. Everything is being revealed. Very interesting. We'll see how all of this ends up ahead on today's program, we're going to talk about a video that came out of El Salvador where you see the way that they are dealing with crime that is incredibly efficient, incredibly effective, and is transforming that island nation before our very eyes. We're going to also talk about uh, Scott Adams getting canceled for saying he no longer wants to be a part of a hate group. How dare he? How dare he suggest that a group, half of which says being white is not okay, is a hate group? How dare he? Right? We're going to talk about crime. We're going to talk about uh, East Palestine as well. We just uh, still have so much, so much to talk about. And we'll take your calls. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines for your calls right now. We'll take it, take your calls throughout the second hour. You can call in about any and all topics. 1877 789 2539 that's 1877 789 2539 forgot to censor some of these videos that I that I wanted to play cuz again just like so often in 4s is we're almost too far ahead of the curve <laughs> That really is a problem sometimes <laughs> cuz we'll cover stuff or we'll do stuff doesn't get a lot of attention at the time only to become a major issue and blow up Several months or even years later, and we have to like dig back into our archives to find, you know, when we originally covered it. In this case, it's a video that was made by a production company called The Cut. And it's basically black people just saying what they hate about white people. And it has got posted by a popular Twitter account called End Wokeness. Of course, I'd done a a little re-edit of it. I don't want to show that, but we'll have, to, we'll have to censor those. So, if the guys can, uh, 20 and 21 are two clips. We'll have to censor those and show those probably in the uh, next hour. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in El Salvador. We can go first to clip number 15. This is a montage of what's happening in El Salvador. And we can go ahead and roll it and just have B-roll. It's uh, pretty incredible footage. Simultaneously horrifying <laughs> and beautiful in a strange sort of way. In case you're a radio listener, haven't seen this video. It is literally thousands upon thousands of extremely heavily tattooed gang members uh, with shaved heads being lined up back-to-back, back, running around with their hands behind their heads, staying perfectly still. So I don't know how you maintain this level of control, these criminals, but I think they deserve it. And I'm pretty sure that they deserve it, actually. We can go through some of the numbers. We did it before. In fact, I'll, I'm going to play the video that was retweeted from uh, by the president of El Salvador coverage that we did in December to, again, explain how all this is happening, why it's happening, who's doing it, etc. Gateway Pundit has the story about this video. It says, take a look inside the massive prison that's now home for 40,000 gang members in El Salvador. On Friday, a 40,000-person prison facility known as the Center for the Confinement of Terrorism officially opened, and 2,000 gang members became new residents. These include members of the most violent gangs in the world, including MS-13. It's interesting because the mainstream media says things like the accused gang members, the alleged gang members, and every single one of these gang members is tattooed head to toe in gang tattoos. They look like literal goblins at this point. Not even in like a metaphor. Like, no, they they literally look like goblins. Sort of horrifying. Uh, El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, made the announcement via Twitter accompanied by a video. Just observe the abject humiliation these thugs are experiencing was tweeted out saying today at dawn in a single operation we transferred the first 2,000 gang members to the center for the confinement of terrorism this will be their new ha- home Well, they will live for decades mixed up unable to do more harm to the population Justice Minister Gustavo uh, Villatoro added on Twitter cell by cell we are eliminating this cancer from society no you will not walk out of this place again you will pay for what you are cowardly terrorist for decades el salvador was considered the homicide capital of the world now thanks to bukele's new laws and or- law and order policy it has the lowest crime rate in latin america this just shows how one determined man for love of country can make life-altering differences imagine if america had someone in office with this type of passion and patriotism and we'll go now to our coverage from back on december 9th of last year where we covered uh, this show we showed a speech of bukele a speech he gave to his troops in this war against the gangs. He said they'd already been engaged in this war for eight months at that point. So it's been about a year that they've been waging war on the gangs that made El Salvador an unlivable hell up till this point. Uh, Here was our coverage of that, uh, clip number eight in December. In fact, we have this homicide chart, El Salvador homicide rate from 2010 to 2022. You can see that the murders reached a zenith in 2015 with nearly 7,000, 6,656 murders in a single year for a daily homicide rate of 18.2 or 103 homicides per 100,000 inhabitants. As of 2022, the total homicides have gone from nearly 7,000 to under 600. The daily homicide rate has gone from 18.2 to 1.8. And the homicides per 100,000 inhabitants has gone from 103 to 10.3, literally one-tenth of the former amount. And you can see the precipitous drop beginning in 2019, continuing through 2020, 2021, and into 2022, where it has gone down to, uh, yeah, 600 total homicides or less this entire year.
4: 6,600
1: to under 600. All thanks to this guy. Of course, what do you think the powers that be think about this guy? How do you think this guy's portrayed in the mainstream media? Well, all you have to do is search his name, Nayib Bukele. And you can see. And it's like even if you don't know anything about this guy, search his name. Read the headlines. Come up to yourself whether he's a, a good guy or not. Because here's the headlines. El Salvador's war on itself, the siege of Soyapango. And we'll talk about what that is exactly. Bitfinex goes full fascist. Report on Salvadorian gang crackdown details killings, other abuses. Thousands of troops surround city in gang crackdown. Uh, State Department, Salvadorians tried to directly influence U.S. election. Trolls, propaganda, and fear stoke Bukele's media machine in El Salvador, right? They hate this guy. They despise this guy because he's showing that there is another way. He's showing that you can actually fix problems. Yeah, he's going to war with the criminal elements in his country. Of course, this is infuriating to the otherwise totally authoritarian mainstream media in this country. Rise of Naya Bukele, El Salvador's authoritarian president from the New Yorker. The budding strongman has ridden Bitcoin schemes and a repressive crackdown on gangs to become Latin America's most popular leader. Most popular leader in South America because he's cracking down on the gang. Like, they're literally like, how dare this guy crack down on gangs? He's repressing gangs. How dare he? He's repressing the murderous cartels that have made life in El Salvador unbearable in the past. How dare he do that? So we're gonna go to a speech now that he gave to his troops right before they embarked on this mission. He says, for eight months, we have been fighting the war against these gangs. And thank God we're winning. This is a very surprising victory that is nearly within our grasp.
5: Let it be clear
1: that the glory is for God, and it's in God's glory, and it is God's glory. We humans are lucky to be instruments of God to bring peace, liberty, and happiness. The Salvadorian people. We are the instrument to heal this land. Each of you is an instrument of God to do this. Peace is not reached through agreements signed between corrupt, sharing power amongst killers. Peace is built with hard work, with sweat, with effort, and with the bravery that you and your brothers in the police have. You must have something to be able to know that you are part of something greater than yourself. And that it's worth risking your life for that purpose that is more important than yourself alone. It's values. Values such as bravery, such as courage, such as strength, discipline. Patriotism, honor, loyalty, and love for your fellow man. These are fundamental values for human society. But these values are increasingly scarce in the world. If you watch the international news, you'll see how the most important values for human beings, such as honor, loyal bravery, courage, and love for your fellow man, are precisely the values that we are losing with each passing day. And that's why you can see how society will be right back to the second hour of American
3: Journal. Don't go anywhere. I've got some good news. Our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to infowarsstore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the info war. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence Actually went to InfoWarStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Tumbering 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality, full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or real red pill plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new world together. Infowarstore.com
0: Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun on today's broadcast. We will go out to your phone calls very shortly. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's one 789 2539 see a lot of people want to talk about. What's happening in East Palestine, so we'll get into that as well as COVID lab leak and a number of other uh, topics. We'll go out to your phone calls throughout this hour. I do want to spend a couple minutes on uh, the Day of Hate, the Day of Hate. The Day of Hate was a rousing success for its organizers, not the neo-Nazis that were claiming to do a Day of Hate, but uh, rather the Jewish advocacy groups who made it a thing in the first place. It trended on Twitter all weekend. I inspired dozens of articles talking about how the neo-Nazi day of hate has been transformed into a day of unity. A major victory, apparently, over the the hateful neo-Nazis that are everywhere in this country. Of course, this it never existed. Like This is the point I want to make. The day of hate was never a thing. It never happened. It didn't happen. It wasn't ever going to happen. So what exactly is going on here? How do you have something trending all day on Twitter? How do you have – Dozens of organizations and people all railing against something that never existed in the first place. Like, that's the thing. This is an advancement. This is a new form of false flag psychological operation, the likes of which I'm not sure we've seen before. And we can trace the path, how, you know, what we took to get here uh, through the actual articles about this. From Newsweek, neo-Nazi groups organizing anti-Semitic Day of Hate. Police warn the police are warning. Well, not really. Uh, it says neo-Nazi groups across the United States are planning a national Day of Hate against Jewish communities, according to anti-Semitism watchdogs and police documents. So here's how this actually happened. Apparently, according to the ADL, although no one's ever actually seen this. Apparently, a a, t- a quote tiny neo-Nazi group in Iowa, and this is from uh, Patch.com. Uh, a tiny neo-Nazi group in Iowa uh, posted something on Telegram about a day of hate. That—that's the day of hate. That's the—that's the reality of what happened. It was a anonymous post on a Telegram channel that probably had less than a dozen people on it. It was a post that didn't actually have any impetus behind it. Police investigated it since then and found that there was no actual plan to actually do anything. It's more of like a troll post. It was more of just like a troll uh post that you know may very well have come from these organizations themselves, since, of course, as part of their information warfare campaign, they have people posing as neo-Nazis in order to draw out fellow neo-Nazis to then um target for destruction. So you know there's no there's no proof that this even really did come from a neo-Nazi group, but even if it did, uh, this is what it was. Iowa, an Iowa neo-Nazi group that is, quote, very tiny, um, apparently posted something. Uh, then the ADL got got it in their hands, and they sent it to the New York Police Department, the NYPD, who created a flyer about this or some sort of you know, memo about it that a draft version then got leaked out of the NYPD and was circulated around by New York residents, and then the representative of those residents, the councilman of those residents, uh, responded to it saying, yeah, this is fake. It's not real. No need to worry, and then quickly issuing a correction saying, actually, it is real. So uh, there was never a day of hate. It was never going to happen. Instead, you had uh, the ADL, the uh, counter for extremism project. You had the – Uh, Yeah, Anti-Defamation League uh, promoting this. Uh, The Jewish Telegraphic Agency uh, pumping this out. You had Stop Anti-Semitism, a grassroots watchdog. Uh, You had (laughs) – so just all of the Jewish groups spread this around, never existed. Nobody would have ever heard about it. Nobody was ever going to do anything about this. But then it got spread around. Then they actually used it to raise money from Congress to oppose this. Then they leaked it to the uh, NYPD and got them to, you know, put out notices about it. And then they declared that they defeated it.
0: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band. Video.
1: Welcome back, folks. We'll go out to your uh, phone calls now. Again, it's just... I, I, I want to get across how, how strange this day of hate thing was. There's a troll post on Telegram from some dude in Iowa. <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> that was what actually happened. And the ADL and the the you know, counter-extremism, whatever, they tell the police, hey, there's going to be a day of hate. Instruct the police as to how to respond to it. The police don't even really want to respond to it. So then somebody in the police department leaks out the draft memo, creating a public stir about it, forcing the police to you know, issue another statement saying, OK, yes, we're taking this very seriously. And then you have people going online and saying the police are saying there's a new – there's going to be a day of hate and is warning people to be careful. It's like this circular reasoning that's really bizarre. And it's bizarre how many people were taken in by this, and the other thing that's bizarre about it is that if you make fun of it, you are then considered endorsing it or like mocking the seriousness of this situation that never existed in the first place. Like it's really it's really a strange thing, and then they like celebrate victory. There's articles that are like how the Jewish community turned this anti-Semitic day of hate into a victory for unity, and it's like – it was never a. Th- it was never a thing. It never, nothing was ever going to happen. <laughs> it was never a thing. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Again, but this, I, this is the way. It, this is the way it works, right? So now you've got going. Um. Apparently, you know more than the police because the police say there's an anti-Semitic day of hate happening, and you're downplaying it. How dare you? And it's just like, but it's not actually. Ha- but actually, it's never. Ha- but it was never going to happen. It was never happening. So we're joking at the fact. That people made this up and then went to Congress to raise money off of the thing that was never going to happen. Then they got it, and they succeeded. It's just very bizarre. It's very strange. Again, and the funny thing is like when you read through these articles, it's literally just like the only information about this is coming from these Jewish advocacy groups, the Counter-Extremism Project, the uh, ADL, the uh, you know, Stop Anti-Semitism Watch Group. But it's like mixed in between. It's like first you have statements from the groups, you know, saying this is extremely dangerous. This is, uh, you know, really, you know, talking. You know, they, they get all of their sources from, uh, you know, the ADL and uh, and Stop semitism Combined with like interspersed with the police saying, N- yeah, this this isn't a, th- a thing actually. Actually, we haven't heard anything about this, and sure, we've looked into it, but we don't actually. You know, The only information we're getting is is from these groups. I feel like they, they took out some of the things. Uh, police in Lakewood, New Jersey, say there's not any credible information to su- uh, suggest these threats will impact uh, New Jersey. Uh, the FBI and police were well aware of potential activity that law enforcement would increase patrols in the city. We must come together to drown out hateful voices by standing strong in our Jewish pride, it added. Again, nobody – some dude in Iowa posted a thing on Telegram, and so literally police departments across the country are deployed in extra patrols. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird, man. It really is weird. NYPD spokesperson said no identified threats. Uh, Chicago police department said there's no actual intelligence. We continue to actively monitor the situation. We will not be intimidated, the American Jewish Community uh, Committee said. We are resilient. We are strong. It's like, okay, fine. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, are, this is, I don't know. It's all very weird. I mean, the whole thing was weird from the beginning. I said on Twitter, like, it's such a, it's like a feint, uh, blatant fed op because the groups that these organizations call hate groups, they don't call themselves hate groups. Now, I said it would be like Liberals holding a libtard rally like they don't call themselves libtards we call them libtards (laughs) and the hate groups don't call themselves hate groups the adl calls them hate groups Uh, it's, it's it's all very weird it's all very strange and i i have to mention you know i'm i'm not endorsing the day of hate it literally doesn't exist cops haven't identified any threat even the adl is like It says, the ADL spokesperson, like NYPD officials, stressed that any real threat is unlikely. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it's very bizarre. We're not aware of any threat of violence or anything. Uh, the day of hate will likely fizzle out or be small, but that doesn't mean it's a hoax, the ADL person said. No, that's what it means, actually. No, actually, that's exactly what it means. It means it's a hoax. Sorry. <laughs> so but then people joke about this, right? S- uh, Stephen Miller on Twitter said should be a national holiday. Obviously, didn't know what it was. It's just, you see National Day of Hate trending, and people think that's so funny, because who would call that a day of hate? But then, of course, like, stop anti-Semitism. People that spread this hoax in the first place are like, how dare you? How dare you joke about this? But it's not real, though. Except it's not real. Ben Shapiro said the same thing. In honor of tomorrow's white supremacist anti-Semitic National Day of Hate, I welcome you all to join me in the National Day of Kiss My Butt, you pathetic losers. It's like Okay. Are you, like, are you embarrassed? Like what – there is no – there's no reality to this. There's nothing actually happened. There was nothing that was ever going to happen. So like do you feel silly? I, I don't know. I, don't, I would feel silly. Personally, I would feel very silly if it was me, if I made some big deal about some supposed you know, left-wing riot that was going to happen that turned out to just be an anonymous post from some dude on Iowa – in Iowa on Telegram. I'd feel a bit silly. Meanwhile, the ADL used the anticipated neo-Nazi action to call for Congress to increase funding for security for places of worship through a federal grant to meet the rising threat of hate and extremism. So again, some random anonymous post on Telegram from some dude in Iowa becomes a rallying point for all these people to be just willfully fooled, just gullible, just willing to believe this to, to cause more division, more hate more like suspicion and then to demand money from congress and then to celebrate a victory over the thing that never actually existed i don't know to me this is all very strange considering that it never it was a it was a troll post on on telegram that nobody actually took seriously nobody cared about and like you could see videos from all over the internet, of like the people that are continuously called, you know, the right-wing leaders and anti-Semites and whatever. And every single one of them is just like, "What? I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? What is this? <laughs> it didn't exist." So I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird. And we don't have any proof that this wasn't just that this post exists in the first place, and that it wasn't a ADL fabrication in the beginning. So we are now fighting. Uh white supremacists that just that actually don't exist and then declaring victory over them that's all very strange it's all very bizarre i don't like it's not it's not like a healthy thing it's not like a good thing to be fabricating fake days of hate to terrorize the jewish community it's just not it's not it's not like a good thing for anybody to do why why would you want to do that uh looks like Simon in Florida has called in. It's been a while, Simon. We'll go to your call uh, on the other side. In the meantime, I do want to remind you that the only way that we're able to stay on air, the only way that we're able to stay so thoroughly ahead of the curve and ahead of the curve around the curve is because you go to InfoWarsStore.com. Right now, prebiotic fiber is back in stock and better than ever. Ultimate fish oil is also back in stock and 50% off. Massive discount on that incredible supplement. The prebiotic fiber, of course— uh, helps you get to that 25 grams of fiber per day that the FDA recommends. It can be hard to get these uh, this this fiber. It tends to be one of the last things people think about, but it is probably one of the most important, as it has to do with your gut biome and from your hormones to your digestion. Really, everything is affected, Everything in your body is affected by your gut biome. Prebiotic fiber helps support your body in appetite control, promoting digestive balance, powering up your good cells, and supporting that digestive balance in a very powerful way because our powerful natural formula is made with ingredients like organic acacia fiber, organic apple fruit fiber, organic flaxseed, organic blueberry fruit fiber, organic cranberry fruit fiber, with all the incredible natural fibers, natural and organic, I should say, and prebiotic fiber may appear to look bland and tasteless, but that's just the way that pure clean fiber looks helps you cleanse your body from toxins we guarantee our prebiotic fiber is free of residual sol- solvents and bleaching products because we unlike our competitors never add them it's the cleanest. it's the best it's on sale now at 40 off it keeps us on air what have you got to lose infowarsstore.com
3: it's hard to believe that we're already going into march 2023 and the world is an insane place. World War Three has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and hit the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, with the great reset in the War for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsStore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsStore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere, to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at Point blank Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon, and that's why... Today, it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all.
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: out to your phone calls. Now, We're calling in about all sorts of topics. Simon from Florida. He's calling in Simon. Uh, it's been a while though, whether people, uh, know it or not, I've been getting a lot of information from you on Twitter as you continue to be a great source of, uh, international, uh, conflict news really, uh, largely. So, uh, thanks for calling in Simon. And, uh, thank you for the, the work that you do behind the scenes, uh, gathering and, and spreading the reality of, uh, what's going on around the world. Simon, you're on the air.
6: Thank you very much, Harrison. I appreciate your kind comments there. And obviously the Infowars audience has the opportunity to keep up on international events by following my kind of aggregating service, which is free on Twitter at Simon from Florida. But whilst you've been talking about this largely fictional day of rage that was um, purported to um, take place in the United States, um, very sadly, there has actually been a real... um, night of rage against the Palestinian residents of the town of Huara. And it's unfortunately got very close similarities to the start of the genocide in Rwanda. You had an Israeli settler by the name of David Ben Zion, who's the deputy head of what they call the Regional Council of Samaria. Some people may be familiar with the Israeli settlers calling the West Bank of Palestine the region of Judea and Samaria. Mm-hmm. And after two um, Israeli military cadets um, were uh, killed as they drove through this town, he went on radio and called for a very, very violent assault against the town. Which resulted in seventy-five houses being burned, numerous people being injured, hundreds of cars being burned, and this was on the same day that um, Israeli officials had gathered with Jordanians and Egyptians and American representatives in the sea town of at the southernmost point of Jordan, to try and um, quell. The um, spiral of violence that is occurring um, after the Israelis went into Nablus, um, after people that they were seeking to capture killed eleven, including a 92-year-old man and a nine-year-old child, and injured 102 people. So they had this they had this conference um, that was designed to um, suppress the violence. Unfortunately, the outcome of that has been completely ignored. And what's been particularly disturbing is the Israeli head of the um, country's National Security Council has come out um, fully endorsing the attacks on the uh, Palestinian town as a form of collective punishment that should now be pursued and the Israeli Supreme Court should be um, ignored. He says that now the gloves are off. He says that burning villages are what we need. So this has um, created widespread regional condemnation. The United States, the EU, the United Kingdom are all um, criticizing not only the events that have recently occurred, but also the comments coming from the very, very highest levels of the Israeli um, administration. Ben Gavir, um, who callers may recall, caused quite a stir when he recently visited the um, grounds of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, uh, the, the dome of the um, Temple yeah, Mount. Yeah, sure. He, he went um, supposedly to issue a statement calling for a stop to vigilanteism and to allow the um, Israeli army to take control of the situation. But he did so at a um, settlement that had been ruled illegal and the settlers had been evacuated. And whilst uh, the authorities' attention was directed elsewhere, it was reoccupied. And so instead of making that statement at his ministry, or at the Israeli Parliament, or at some kind of press conference. He actually went to a reoccupied settler mountain outpost telling people, don't take action um, outside of the uh, force of law. So it, the backdrop to his statement was completely contradictory to the words that he was using. And this hmm. is at the same time as the... Um, Israeli government are now indicating that they're now going to start using the British Mandate um, capital punishment rules that haven't been used in Israel um, at all since 1948, with the only exception being the execution of Adult Eichmann.
1: Wow, yeah. Thank you for that rundown, Simon, because again, I, I've, these are stories I sort of keep my eye on, but it's the type of thing where it's just like, it seems like every day there's there's some new advancement you try to trace it back and it's you know it's a revenge killing on a revenge killing for a revenge killing for an attack on a, a revenge killing I mean it's just like it it's almost endless and you know it's hard to even pick out okay is is this important is this something different from the norm that we see there you know are things actually spiraling out of control or is this something that's just going to fizzle out and go away I mean it's it's hard to to keep you know, If you're not paying attention to this exclusively, it's hard to uh, keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on there, uh, but I think you laid it out really well. And of course while you were talking, I was perusing your uh, Twitter and finding some of the headlines that you've posted, some of the stories that you've posted. Times of Israel, UN envoy says Israel must prevent settler attacks on Palestine. The UN uh, Nation's Special Coordinator for the Peace Process expressed his disappointment with the IDF for failing to prevent the vigilante mob attack on a Palestinian town last night, saying that security forces have the responsibility to maintain security and prevent individuals from taking the law into their own hand. hands. Obviously, they uh, failed to do that. You had this, quote, we need burning villages. Coalition lawmaker backs unprecedented settler rampage, uh, which you, of course, were talking about. With the Palestinian man killed, cars, homes, torched for revenge for fatal terror attack. National Security Committee head says a closed burnt uh, Huwara. That's what I want to see. Again, just okay, horrific. Uh, 22 Israeli experts warn settler riots in Huwara could amount to war crimes. In a letter to the attorney general, 22 Israeli experts in international law warned the violent rampage of settlers in the West Bank town of Huwara last night, uh, including the killing of a Palestinian could amount to war crimes. They add that far-right politicians' statements and tweets in the hour prior to the rampage and in its wake could also make them responsible for war crimes. They call for an immediate and effective probe into the settler's actions, as well as leader statements that may be seen as incitement to violence. So, uh, thank you, Simon, for that, for that call, and uh, for that information. Everybody should follow Simon on Twitter. You may get a a little preview of some of the stuff that uh, we cover on this show. Fantastic stuff, as always. Not fantastic. I don't want to say it's fantastic. Very important. Very interesting. Uh, But very hellish. And once again, sort of illustrates how certain events get a lot of media attention, get a lot of international attention. America is out there pounding its chest and saying, We stand for international rule of law, and these types of incursions will not, we will not stand for them. Uh, And then it's, you know, Israel does it, and it's just crickets. You don't hear anything about it. Even if the UN or somebody starts to make a little noise, it tends to fizzle away. Very, uh, you know, purposeful. Selection of where attention goes and where the media then guides the intention of the uh, public. It's happening in Ukraine? Worst thing ever. It has to be stopped. Billions of dollars. No price too high to pay. Similar stuff happening in Israel. Ignore it. Doesn't matter. It's totally fine. They'll work it out eventually. Yeah, very telling.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there. And get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's real red pill plus or super high quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% curcuminoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news
4: today.
0: Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands, you're tuned in to The American Journal with your host,
1: Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We go out to your phone calls. Once again, we're going to go to Francisco in North Carolina. He's going to talk about El Salvador. Most of the response I've been getting on Twitter has been positive. It's people who claim to be from El Salvador saying, we love what Ukele's doing. He's made our life safe again, and you can just see by the numbers that he's had a massive effect on the murder rate. We just showed you the clip that in just a couple years he has literally decimated it. Actually, the opposite of decimating. Decimating is to reduce by 10%. He's reduced by 90% the murder rate, and is helping to reform that. And I know – like I see a lot of people – I don't know. It's sort of a – it's a a political litmus test. You see the videos of the 40,000 – Uh, person police station or not police station but a prison that all these gang members are being held in and the sheer amount of humanity that's there the way these guys have been so thoroughly demoralized it's a little like you don't want to see human beings treated that way but these are murderous criminals and you know buchelli said in his tweet you know behind every one of these guys our murders, our extortions, our lives that have been destroyed, right? Every single one of these guys has been convicted by a judicial court for their activities in the gangs. Every single one of them, as far as I can tell, is covered almost head to toe by tattoos denoting their gang affiliation. So it can be shocking to see the number of people gathered like this, but what's even more shocking is... Is to imagine that for every one of these people is a family destroyed, a life ruined, a future snuffed out. It's it's horrifying what these guys have done to the country over the last several decades that they've been able, able allowed to uh, operate freely. M. B. Kelly's not, you know, some tyrant that's going after normal people. He's going after the criminals. He's going after the gang members. He's going after the people who, and their entire face is covered in tattoos making them look like goblins like that's how committed these guys are to their criminality you have to be equally committed to their coming to justice so i don't see any wrong with what's going on here i don't see anything objectionable to it and i think there's another video that spread across the internet this weekend That sort of shows you the other option the other option that we're facing you got two options you can either punish the criminals Or you can turn all the innocent people into criminals. You can turn all the innocent people into prisoners in their own country. So there's a video that was going around of a Safeway. Clip number 12, Safeway Burglar Bars. We can just play this as B-roll because I'm not sure if there's any audio. But this was originally posted with the title, This is the most carceral Safeway I've ever been in, uh, which I really like that word, carceral. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Having to do with incarceration right and these this is what the great reset is offering us a carceral existence an existence where even though you haven't done anything wrong even though you haven't proven yourself to be a threat to the peace by any means you are the one that will have to walk through metal bars and metal detectors just to go grocery shopping you'll be the one that's required to submit to searches you will be the one so you can either put all the criminals away or you can turn your entire and you can see the gates here like each checkout has a gate and you have to like scan your id and get approval before they open the gate and let you out this is a a grocery so you can either have your grocery stores and your malls and your libraries and your you know shopping centers uh look like prisons or you can put all of the criminals in prison like that's the option that we're confronted with here Uh, but again i only have you know what i can see in the media which the mainstream media isn't covering this. When they do, they're covering it in a way that, again, gives benefit of the doubt to the criminals. And you know talks about what a horrifying thing it is that criminals are being thrown into prison. They hate the fact that this president of El Salvador is the most popular president in all of Latin America, that they've gone from the highest murder rate to the lowest in almost a single year because of his program of extermination against the gangs and cartels sorry i mean that's just what you have to do sucks to be pushed to that point but it's not their fault they're reacting in an appropriate way uh francisco from north carolina i uh you were in el salvador i wonder uh, what your experience was there on the ground Uh, are you from el salvador or you were just uh visiting why were you in el salvador
5: into el salvador because i had done a lot of homework uh, watching videos uh weeks worth of videos uh about what was going on there i speak fluent spanish and i'm not el Sal- i'm not salvadoran i am of a different spanish speaking descent but i obviously it was ready to go and was uh hearing it directly from the news what was going on just to i wanted to clarify a few things for you sure uh bukele has the highest approval rating I believe, of any leader in the world with a 94, I'm not exaggerating, 94% approval rating. (laughs) He has a 96 approval rating for his state of emergency, rounding up these scumbags who for 40 years butchered 121,000 people to say nothing of those they raped and extorted and kidnapped and didn't murder but really severely harmed. They would take young women from families and they would never be seen again. They raped them and killed them. This is what these scumbags did, and they're they're now getting exactly what they deserve. And I hope they never see the light of day again. So as you watch these videos, don't feel sorry for them. They're tr- they are truly trash. Um, there's more to tell you though. It's so exciting what's going on. Look up. I hope the audience will look up the names Max Kaiser and Stacy Herbert. They are Americans of Scottish descent who have now established the Bitcoin office in El Salvador. Sure. El Salvador has set up some international uh, Bitcoin offices, both in I think either Sweden or Switzerland, I forget which one, and Texas, where you guys are. So look into that. They just established an international uh, mutual, mutually beneficial economic situation with Texas.
1: Yep. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quote. we're, we're uh, looking into that yesterday. Um, once Excellent. once all this broke, yeah.
5: He has a quote that says something to the effect of, "In a world of increasing tyranny, we want to be a haven for freedom." This man is a philosophical libertarian. He says, uh, you know, in Spanish, el dinero alcanza si no se roba, which means there's enough money if nobody robs it. Right. And as proof of one of these uh, actions, they were able, as the tiny country they are, to go help Turkey in their earthquake relief, which is insane. I mean, it's amazing that they had that kind of money to do this. Um, he, I wanted to clear, clarify another thing. It's not an island nation. It's a, it's a land-bound nation, like, like most other countries. Uh, they are a South facing country they do not have access to the caribbean but they have a south facing access to the pacific uh they will be the host of the 72nd miss universe contest Hmm. now i don't like the organizer because they're you know the whole transy thing is to me just totally messed up but miss universe pageant is known for you know around the world
1: sure you have to be able to handle yeah you have to handle celebrities and you know all sorts of important people coming in and you know any embarrassment in during that would be a major catastrophe. So they have to be very confident in their ability to keep people safe. Yeah,
5: absolutely. And the security of the country has everything to do with it. When I was, I was there for a week and a half. They have security guards everywhere with full-on 12-gauge shotguns. There are old ladies and little children walking around at night feeling very, very, very safe. I was there. I saw it. I spoke with everybody who I could meet. Everybody. I didn't want to hear the mainstream media or the government propaganda. I wanted to hear it directly from them in Spanish. And I'm telling you, Everything that I saw confirmed what you're seeing in the news. I urge people to stop listening to the mainstream media, do their own research. YouTube has tons of videos of it, but so, there are other sources as well. Another thing, here's another thing that's amazing. The murder rate, they went from the most violent country in the world to now a murder rate of less than 8 for every 100,000, which is even better than what you stated. If you, st- if you look at the statistics that just came out either in January or February, they actually let 2022 finish. They brag every day on the news because I watch their newscasts every day about how many more days they have gone without another even a crime. This is it's astounding. They had like 300 plus days in the last year of no 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 murders, which is really incredible. Uh, what else? What what I wrote these down so that I wouldn't miss any points here.
1: Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm really appreciating this call, and I, I'd like to hold you over and just uh, f- finish up our discussion, and, and also sure. uh, ask if there's anywhere uh, online that your work can be found. If you if you document this, or if you have videos or anything that you can uh, <laughs> share with it, <laughs> All right. you're laughing. All right, we'll we'll talk during the break, then we'll we'll come back with uh, Francisco and go back uh, to the phone calls and and get to some more of you. But I'm really interested in what's going on uh, in El Salvador because there is no mainstream media coverage of this, hardly any. And I've I have some questions of my own that I want to ask uh, Francisco. Maybe. you'd you can enlighten all of us so we'll be back on the other side of more of your phone calls to american journal don't
3: go anywhere our world is so full of hype we are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities and why is this the case because we innately by god have been given the keys to our own minds our own psyches our own souls and by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words planned for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or Infowarshore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got
1: All right, folks, this weekend, the video of the prison in El Salvador went totally viral. I thought it was really funny having people actually question whether the video was real or not. we were like, I don't know, this could be staged. It's like, wait, wait. you think that they got literally thousands of actors to shave their heads and tattoo their body? Like, no, the, the sheer scale of the video itself is evidence that it's real because a production of that size it's damn near impossible to pull off you know, in reality, I mean, it just, it could be real. How do you think, so, and uh, we've got Francisco from um, North Carolina who's called in, he's been down to El Salvador, has obviously been following it very closely, a very passionate supporter of uh, Bukele. How do they have these guys behaving so well? That's my question. I mean, none of the, they aren't even moving. Not a single one of them is disobeying misbehaving not a single one of them is even moving they're just sitting there patient as as statues i mean do you have any idea how they like what techniques they're using to keep these guys so obedient of francisco because i mean that alone is sort of astonishing and i think that's where sort of some of the creepiness comes in where it's just like how are these guys how have they been because i mean and my, my explanation would be that they've been demoralized. I mean this is a war. Bukele has declared a war against these guys, and this is war propaganda to demoralize the enemy to show them if you keep standing up against this, we are going to treat you like bugs, and you're going to sit there and take it. I mean that's powerful. That's a powerful message to send to, to your – the enemies of the state, the criminals that have destroyed El Salvador for in the uh, previous you know several decades. But do you have any idea how they are able to keep these guys so controlled? In this situation?
5: Well, one of the attack the, the methods that they used to really crush them was to, initially they were getting the same benefits. This is my understanding, I'm not 100% on this, but they were getting the same benefits from the previous administrations they had before. Let's call them regimes, because that's really what they were. Uh, they were being given all kinds of privileges from jail, and then from jail they were ordering assassinations. So wow. Kaley had enough and he I, sh- I heard one of his speeches where he said, Oh, you think this is you think you're you have one on us. Well t- I'll tell you what, all your all your they use the term homeboys in Spanish, which is really funny to hear. All your homeboys in, in the in the house, in the big house, are gonna start to suffer the loss of their privileges, which he started doing to the point where they have none. They have absolutely no privileges and on top of that. They've been humiliated by being stripped down to just underwear. Right. Uh, so they're, they're totally exposed. Their heads are shaved. They're being treated the way that real scumbags should be treated in this country but are not. And now they realize they have nothing. They have no way of contacting the outside world. Uh, they can't order any any hits from, from where they are, so they truly have no power. And they're surrounded by big, burly men with big uh, uniforms with all kinds of harmful... Uh, utensils that they'll use if they even try these are these are slight thin cowards who were the only game in town for a long time but all it took was for a few real men to show up and treat them like the garbage they are and you see what what scumbags how they how they fold
1: and again, that you know, our media calls them alleged gang members. You can see in the video they are literally covered head to tail, uh, head to toe in tattoos. I mean, there's no, there's no debating whether these guys are members of a gang or not. I mean, my God! And of course, people, yeah, pe- people weren't able to go from one neighborhood to the other because some
5: imaginary uh, gang member line between MS13 and Barrio 18, for example, was there. And there was a 16 year old kid who was butchered in a, in a, uh, I think it was a, uh, a squash court or a tennis court or something like that because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time for no other reason than that. People were coming home just after working, working people, decent, honorable working people coming home, and and these scumbags would be waiting for them before they could even get into their houses. I mean, it was so unbelievable. Americans are soft. They have no idea what it's like to live in these places. So the minute you, you see that, you think it's, it's awful. But, but we're watching what's happening in our country. And I guarantee that if we saw this happen here, the crime rate would drop to nothing, and people would suddenly realize, wow, we're, we're peaceful again. Yeah. There wouldn't be any of this racial war going on that we see here. I meant to say this earlier. It's a, it's a very safe place. I speak fluent Spanish. I was watching and listening to hear if anybody had any anti-American or anti-white sentiment. I didn't sense any of that. I didn't hear any derogatory gringo or whitey or any of that nonsense. And, and like I said, it's a really prosperous place. It's a very happy place. Uh, they really want foreign investment. They get along with everybody. Yet, at the same time, they've made very clear at every international uh, uh, speech pop conference where, where they say, We are welcoming foreign uh, investments, but we are sovereign, and we will not have our sovereignty disrupted. And that means they do business with the U.S. and they do business with China, which, by the way, bothers me a little bit, makes me a little uneasy. I'm not going to lie about that. But there's no – there seems to be no conflict with China over there either. I'd say that a fat portion – again, they have huge issues, as we know, in China. But I'd say a huge part of what happens between the U.S. and China, as we know, because we're watching what's happening in Ukraine, is provoked by the U.S.,
1: yeah, well, so, and, and, and look at the history of U.S. intervention in uh, Latin America previous to this. It's absolutely. Not, no, we don't exactly have a good track record of our corporations going in there and Germany. playing the game. Yeah. It's no, 100%.
5: They, they destroy the currency, and by destroying the currency, they keep them you know, in a slave status as long as they allow it. But by legalizing Bitcoin, is which is what they did, we haven't talked about that yet, by legalizing Bitcoin, they have now introduced a world of, of uh, investment opportunity.
1: It, it really is... Uh, an astounding change and you know it, what you you can't like beg these guys to stop you can't like ask them to stop you could and i see people on twitter making this point you know if it was us we'd spend billions of dollars on social programs and studying yeah. what makes it and it's like no they're criminals you put them in jail the problem is solved and it's th- over it's over it, it's cheap it's it's easy you just solve it and then the good people can go about their business and that's what's you know they uh, the say other, that. By yeah. the way, they say
5: that. Naibu Bukele says very clearly, this isn't about giving rights, civil liberty or civil rights to these scumbags. This is about honoring people. This is about the honorable people. What about the honorable people? I love that, that, uh, that this man says that. We would be so lucky to have even one politician in this country talk about honor, and I mean real honor, among private citizens who provide every day something for people, everybody working, waiters, dishwashers, yeah, the on business owners as well. Everybody, is providing something peacefully, voluntarily, and nobody dies. That's honor.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's a beautiful thing. And I th- thank you so much for your call and and uh, the information that you've given. I hope you call in again and uh, just keep us up to date on this. Obviously, we've been following it for a while, but uh, you know maybe we should we should cover it more and you know, keep, just keep up to date on uh, developments there. And again, I would, I'd would love to have the president of El Salvador on this show. I'd love to go down there and maybe film a little documentary about how he uh, was able to achieve this and, uh, and bring all of this about. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really just an, an astonishing and astounding and an amazing thing. And of course our mainstream media hates it and our politicians hate it. And, uh, they're, on the side of the criminals i mean i don't know what else to tell you it's it's pretty simple they want you a law-abiding citizen to have your every purchase scrutinized to have your activities monitored and and put through some you know graded up against some sort of arbitrary metric that they decide about carbon change they want you asking for permission to go outside while the criminals run rampant and do whatever the hell they want enough enough we need to put the criminals in jail not have any uh, mercy unless they deserve it and are worthy of it because i would love to see you know instead of 40,000 you know tattooed gangbangers with a history of machete attacks. What if all of those guys owned uh, small businesses and had families and were actually productive members of society? Can you imagine the world that we could build if we didn't allow criminals to run rampant over everything that we try to build and and try to create? I think it's a beautiful thing, uh, what's happening in El Salvador, is the regular people are are having this shawl lifted, you know, this weight lifted from them. And uh, yeah, I only only worry that the investments coming in will be... uh, politically destructive but uh, it sounds like they're protecting themselves against that as well thank you again for the for the call uh francisco really amazing stuff and we're gonna be able to take more of your calls throughout the third hour as well Uh, so we'll talk about the uh, train crash in ohio i see the brain i see tim i see rick in australia jay in new york lots of people to get to in the next hour we're also going to show all right, and talk a little bit about uh, Scott Adams and the uh, the black hate we're experiencing in this country, some of us more than others, and talk about you know what we can do to solve that. But thank you again for the call, uh, Francisco, and I hope you do call back because I know that we've really just scratched the surface when it comes to what's happening in El Salvador. Uh, but, folks, we are going to continue to cover these topics that are considered off-limits for the mainstream media or even you know, politicians as examples to look to, to say, hey, they did it over there. Here's how it worked. Let's do it over here. We're going to continue to push for that. We're going to continue to try to provide you with the ammunition you need to be a warrior in this information war and to go out and to make a change. And I hope that you can support us in this by going to InfoWarsStore.com. There's the great reset autographed copy that's now on sale. Prebiotic fiber is 40% off back in stock. One of our more popular products has been sold out for a while, but it's back. Uh, fish oil, ultimate fish oil, oil is back in stock and 50% off. You've got uh, BrainForce Plus 50% off, 25% off all of the InfoWars MD products. That's the new line of products. Having a bunch of ingredients and supplements that we've never had before. There's so much to see and things that can really benefit your life hugely at InfoWarsStore.com. I hope you go there now and support us because again, we're not slowing down. We're not downsizing. We're not shrinking by any degree against all the attacks amongst all of the onslaught from the globalist InfoWars continues thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com it is a real 360 win we'll be back on the other side of the third hour
3: humanity is in a fight for its very life and InfoWars for decades has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfowarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally, sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart, your cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on infoWarsStore.com. and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the War for the world and i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at InfoWarstore.com as well in the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now